welcome to the bite-sized edition of Hospitality News and Views. In today's edition, Raj and Richard discuss Net Zero, our hotels missing a trick. So Net Zero, Lamington have announced that they're going to go Net Zero by uh, Lamington Apartments by 2030, which is a great thing to do. I think, I think it's important for these companies that we look to as market leaders to make these kind of de- open decisions and actually announce these things. One of the things they've done that I, I do like is that they've actually started to outline what they're actually going to do, which I think is a positive thing. I mean, it's, it's so easy to say you're going to be net zero and leave it at that. And people will, well, what does it mean? So it's good that they've actually started to outline it. And hopefully that will start producing some templates and people start thinking along this, these lines about what do we actually do. But I was actually looking at some of the hotels that claim to be net zero. And I think that I think a lot of tricks are being missed. I think a lot of things that still need to be questioned, actually. Have you noticed that some of these places that have car parks don't have car park, they don't have charging points? So, you know, so, so they're constructing hotels. They might have one or two, they might have a series of charging points, but it's not, also, also what the expectation is, you're not going to be driving an electric car when you go there in 2030. Surely by that time, everything should be electric and every single car parking space should, have a, should be assumed to be electric only. I mean, that is an issue, isn't it, really? Uh, and it's difficult for people, you know, like in London, and the uh, congestion zone and, and all the rest of it is, is going wider and wider and, and forcing out diesel cars as, as well. I don't know if that's linked, actually. Or is that linked? You might be able to enlighten me on that. The strange thing about the congestion charge in London is that by, 20, I think it's 2025, electric cars will have to pay the congestion charge. Well, that's only in three years' time, four years' time. <laughs> Well, we're, we're we're in a quandary. We've got we've got a relatively old diesel car, so we'll be think we'll be looking for a new car, and so we're we want petrol because then that's not going to be penalised in 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 London, and you know this hybrid thing and the batteries and the the the, the kind of the news I believe on that news, but the the fact that currently they're very hard to dispose of the batteries in a yeah, hybrid yeah. car and. And also, I mean, there's a whole range of things that have come into play in America. One of the, I think it's the, their equivalent of our Department of Transport has actually asked the manufacturers of diesel and electric car and, and petrol cars to help find a solution to a problem that they're finding in America with some of the electric cars, which actually start, they just catch fire. Okay, so I think there have been 12 incidents where cars have just caught fire. They haven't got a clue how it's happened. And they're asking the people who've got petrol, who design petrol cars and diesel cars to now look at those cars. So there's obviously still a long way to go in terms of the actual replacing of batteries. Not easy. I mean, the, uh, a friend of ours bought a Tesla and to replace the battery cost £12,000. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy a new car for that. So much our house costs. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's wow. just a, a huge amount of money. I think it was £12,000 or £10,000. It was a stupid number. Um, for a battery and there, then there was some you know so there are those things but you know you talk about diesel my car is a diesel hybrid i don't have to pay that additional surcharge because it's a hybrid okay right but you, but you uh, might catch fire i <laughs> hopefully not but yeah have you, have you got a samsung i've got a samsung but i mean uh, <laughs> you're on you're on a, you're on a bit of a loser there <laughs> yeah yeah I, I know what you mean but the yeah. But it is very strange. It is very strange that just as we're about to say, let's stop using petrol, let's stop using diesel, they're going to start charging 
electric cars for the congestion charge. I mean, you would think that they would actually say, no, we've got to continue, yeah. continue the onus of actually making it ideally low cost or free just to encourage the whole thing. This is it. And I mean, you were saying about Lamington, and I was, I'm aware of, but have no nothing beyond simple awareness of a, a, a company. It's a, a company. I don't know an organisation. Don't know Green Globe. And it would be worth if people are listening or are interested in maybe taking the first step. I don't know towards kind of least understanding the principles of what we're aiming what 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 we're aiming for with 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 all this green green thing. Then I, I was aware that Green Globe as an organization exists. I don't have a web address there, but if you Google it, you'll find it. And uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it's, a, it's great in, in principle, isn't it? And, it um, is. um, but I think that I don't think it's going far enough personally. I mean, if I give an example. So when I was IT director at Think, one of the things I was asked to do was by the owners is it's actually, it wasn't done because you wanted to be net zero. And we're talking 10 years ago, net, you know, net zero wasn't even really considered that important, to be honest. But it was done to reduce the cost of the operation. So there was a business reason, a really strong business reason to run the buildings in a certain way. And also because you needed planning permissions, you still needed to demonstrate you could do, you were becoming greener as a company. Okay. So those were the real motivations. And what we did, and this is more than 10 years ago now, thinking about it, we automated the reduction in the use of electricity when people checked, when they left their apartments. So it wasn't just the hotel rooms. We actually ensured that the apartments, the reduction, they, when you left the apartment, the electricity output being used fell, but it didn't go down to zero because you can't have it go down to zero. Okay, you have to have a certain amount of heat in an apartment. Otherwise, you can actually create other problems, which from a, a climate change perspective, actually means you end up not being net zero. So for instance, certain furniture, you know, you need to have it at a certain temperature, room at a certain temperature, otherwise it wears out faster. So what's the point of bringing it down to zero today, the use of electricity down to zero today, if you then got to replace the furniture? more frequently yeah so all, all that kind of stuff had to be thought through we also for for some of the buildings we introduced these these heaters or boilers that were using green pellets they're a nightmare to get hold of at the time but again it was all about efficient low cost energy was being used and this is a 300 apartment building at the, uh, that we were i'm talking about in addition to that the walls in the apartments were made thinner using a more a greener material okay so the the, the fire resistant the bit about all the fire resistant standards so we actually reduced the amount of material we needed to ensure that we could meet all the standards but actually it reduced the cost operationally but it was actually done from a green perspective yeah and so all of this stuff has been around for donkey's years the only problem is that though people don't talk about the problems that these things create for instance some of the materials that are green create a huge problem with wi-fi signals so you can suddenly find yourself having all kinds of internet ops problems that you never had before, okay? And, and you end up spending even more money on having more resilient Wi-Fi. So, yeah, your costs don't necessarily go down. But the other thing yes, is that... Go on. Sorry, no, you, you go ahead. Yeah, I was just about to say, the other thing is that the encouragement now of people bringing their own entertainment, such as, you know, films, etc., into the hotel rather than using pay-per-view, that has consequences, because now people bring, uh, bring their computers, they'll have X number of devices. All, uh, people leave those uh, devices on, they're going to be charged up. So you've got to make sure you provide sensible minimum levels of power. And then you've got to mitigate for the fact that it's, not, you know, it's working against your concept of being net zero. Yeah. 
I wonder whether all of these things will, will ultimately kind of tie in. We've got, you know, a lo- local kind of living with people working up at potentially fewer hours, although that not if not if there are so many so many vacancies, um, you know, but just generally like a contraction of the life that we had, and it's not as frightening as 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 it sounds really, but just reducing things, and then in within the household, I remember years ago and we lived in a, in an apartment where we were aware if we'd left the light on in the kitchen and it was kind of stupid because we were in the living room to so switch the lights off and, and I visited a fellow who was like a, like a four or five bedroom house in Richmond somewhere and I was kind of fascinated it was only him in the house at the time and he had practically every every room in the house was lit and I was thinking you know do it strange so that kind of thing, you know, just like an awareness of electricity and spending tied in with that. And I mentioned that the builders are in at the moment here. Would you believe they found a light between the ceiling and the and the floor between the in the loft that has been on for 10 years? It's a great advert for those light bulbs because they've been on for 10 years, but they had not. They just dumped it in the middle and left it there. And it was still a lit, still lit, and he fished it out. And said that's live. So what I'm really saying there is just the training as well uh, in in construction as well of like a, a bit more care taken, fashioning houses and, and accommodation, everything like that. There's so much we can do to just be a bit more aware. Exactly, and I think that one of the things that is going to be really interesting, actually, one of the things is how are people going to take existing properties and meet the net zero requirement it's very easy to do it on a new build it's i when i say it's easy i don't mean it's easy peasy but it's a lot easier on a new build property to think right this is what we're going to have to do because we've got to meet these requirements in 10 years time and this is how we're going to operate everything but an existing building 100 you know, who's who's even looking at that stuff properly should, should there be legislation that says that you? And I'm serious here, and I'm I'm, I'm actually you've you've convinced me, Raj. Should there be a, 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 a legislation on height of ceilings? You go into Kensington or somewhere, you go, wow, these these ceilings are nice, and yeah, sure, the ceilings have got a really nice pattern on it, but it's like twice the height of of mine, and it's taking all the energy up there. You'll boil up, and if you took a ladder up into the <laughs> Uh, up to the top of the ceiling and you're freezing down there so, you, so you're increasing the heating all those edwardian and georgian <laughs> properties that basically yeah. high ceilings were all the bit the rage yeah. i think it's i think it's going to be difficult i mean maybe i mean there is an argument to say start that introduce this false ceiling and just reduce the size yes. of the ceiling. Oh, yeah, maybe, yeah, definitely. M- maybe people will have to do that but from an organization perspective from a hotel perspective in particular the existing buildings are not easy to retrofit. We had to retrofit some of the buildings that we had, okay? And we were able to do stuff to a certain point. So you can manage certain things in electricity. In fact, one of the things that we did that maybe should be thought about is start measuring how much power each apartment or each room is actually using. If you start introducing those processes, that will then give you some idea of just how big a problem do you have. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and yet we're not seeing people do that for some reason. I don't. don't I like. I mean, on at a domestic level, I like what Nest do because we get a report every month, and and I think you get Nest points and stuff like that. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. So we use twice as much electricity in August as we did in July, but we're still 
in the top 50%, I think they said, of households um, down in this area or something like that. So it's good, but we, we could have been better kind of thing. But yeah, it's, 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 all, it's all interesting stuff. We hope you enjoyed listening to this bite-sized edition of Hospitality News and Views. The full editions are available on all popular podcasting platforms and include additional material which we hope you will enjoy. Thank you. Thank you.